Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you.
Hi, I'm Pastor Sarah Olson-Smith, and it is a joy to be with you today. We're going to hear a part of a conversation between Jesus and a religious leader named Nicodemus. They have a sort of confusing and confused conversation about what it means to live as a person of faith, about who God is. Nicodemus came to see Jesus in the middle of the night, in the dark, and he feels in the dark through much of this conversation, not quite sure what Jesus is saying or where Jesus is leading him. It is interesting to note that while Nicodemus seems uncertain and questioning in this part of the gospel we hear today, he comes into a fullness of outward faith and devotion by the end of the gospel story. It is Nicodemus and his friend Joseph who prepare Jesus for his burial after he dies on the cross. Nicodemus buys expensive myrrh and aloe to prepare him, and they use their influence and wealth in caring for him and assuring he has a place to be buried. Those times in the dark are the places where God prepared Nicodemus, where God prepares us, inspires us, and teaches us. So listen now to that conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus from the third chapter of the Gospel of John. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with that person. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Jesus goes on, and then he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And here are some further thoughts on Nicodemus and Jesus. One of my favorite things to do in the summer is to camp. We started tent camping mostly during the pandemic, although I did before that. And I love to be out in the woods with my family. And I love to hear other people tell their stories about camping, about the places they've been, about their camping hacks, 
about those disasters or near disasters that always seem to happen and are often the very best part and stories of camping for many people. And at one point, I was talking with the family about their camping experiences, and I can't remember who it was or when it happened, but there was a kid when I asked them what their favorite part of camping was. I asked this kid about it, and the kid said, I love the dark. I love the dark, this kid said, and I remember the comment because it was so surprising. You'd think that the kid might be terrified of the dark or that dark would be the one thing that was scary in the midst of camping. But this kid talked about how beautiful the stars are and how fun it is to stay up late and sit around the campfire and roast s'mores about the conversations they'd have and how quiet and how times just seem to last forever. The kid talked about how he wasn't scared because his family was there. And so now every time I camp, I think maybe, you know what? Maybe the darkness is my favorite part of camping, too. For most of us, especially those of us who live here in town, we don't get a lot of darkness. There's always the street lights, even the purple ones that are on. There's always street lights or a motion detector light that comes on on the sidewalk, or our screens are always lighting things up around us. We very seldom get time really in the dark. And so we kind of get used to all of this light and the darkness begins to frighten us or scare us, those real dark moments, but also the metaphorical ones. We're so much happier to have the lights on, to have all the answers, to have everything laid out and the way in front of us figured out and solved and planned, well lit. But for many of us, in various times of our life, we have these seasons where we're just sort of in the darkness. Those situations where we don't have everything exactly figured out, where things don't go as planned, we don't know what's coming next. And those times can be really frightening. And I'm really convinced that those are also the times when we discover the greatest truths about ourselves, when we discover the power of God at work in this world and in our lives, where we become transformed. I'm thinking about darkness because Nicodemus went to Jesus in the dark. It was the middle of the night and it was intentionally so. Nicodemus was a religious leader, a religious leader who was very curious about Jesus. He'd heard about the things Jesus was saying, he'd seen the miracles Jesus was doing in the world and Nicodemus knew this man was from God. So he went in the middle of the night so no one would see him and sat down with Jesus and started to ask questions. I love these stories because we hear the story about this man who was so smart and wise and still wanted to know more and ask more questions. They sit down and they start to talk and they have this sort of confusing conversation but there is what happens is this sort of playful word play between Nicodemus and Jesus. There's this phrase that could either be born from above or born again. From above and again are the same word in Greek. It's sort of like bark. If you say bark, it could either mean the bark of a tree, the skin of a tree, or bark a dog, right? A dog barks. Same word, two different meanings. In the original Greek, the same word means either again or from above. So when Jesus says, you must be born from above, 
a new life completely oriented by God's heavenly ways in your life. Nicodemus heard that word and thought, I must be born again. And either playfully or seriously, they have this conversation about this repeat trip into the birth canal. And yet Nicodemus and Jesus stick together. They argue and debate and playfully wonder what this word might mean because both of them in many ways are true. This new life is about coming, being found from above and experiencing this kind of rebirth. And I imagine Nicodemus and Jesus sitting in the dark, a candle between them, two wise people of faith, discussing and coming to know more about who they are and God's work in the world together. Not necessarily getting all the answers, but coming to know more of each other and of God. There are these times when we find ourselves in the dark, our lives or our lives of faith, those times when we just don't know all the answers or how to make sense of things. The way that we had planned is totally undone. The challenges we face can't be fixed or we're full of doubt or uncertainty or worry and we feel like we're just plain in the dark. And those are hard times because we live in a time when we take a lot of stock in having plans and having our life together and knowing what's coming next and then what's coming after that and being certain and sure and feeling good about where we're at, having it all together. And in many ways, we think about faith as having these answers, about having it all figured out, clear as day. But being in those places of darkness, being in the dark, doesn't make us weak or foolish or failures or unfaithful. They simply make us human. And from this story of Nicodemus, we are reminded that God can do amazing things. God can do amazing things with us in the darkness. And it goes back to that phrase that Nicodemus and Jesus were sort of confused about, born again or born from above. Jesus said in order to really understand this, this reign of God, the kingdom of God, God's great dream of now and forever goodness for us and for all this world, you have to be born from above, born again. And many of us now, we hear that phrase, born again, and we see it in sort of a maybe misconstrued, narrow understanding of this sort of once and done decision or a narrow certainty, which is a misunderstanding, I think. Because Jesus is talking about trust, about this over and over again way of opening ourselves up to God's movement in our lives, being open to God doing new things in who we are, working in us and through us. The thing is, all of us, at one time, we were born. Some of us, we were closer to that birth date than others of us. But every single one of us was born. And I'm pretty sure that your birth did not happen because you had all the right answers about how birth worked. You hadn't made a nine-month plan to ensure that your pinky toe had the cutest toenail on it that had ever existed. And I'm pretty certain that your mom was the one who did the bulk of work to bring you out into this world. And while our tiny selves had to do some maneuvering to get ourselves born, 
our births were entirely dependent on our mothers. Our faith, our relationship with God has less to do with us figuring it all out or knowing the exact way forward or having this assurance of total belief and has more to do, everything to do with God and God's action of love in our lives. God is the one who brings us new life. We are born from above again and again and God is the one who does the laboring. As a baby can testify, if they could testify, being in the dark is often the place where we are shaped, where we are formed, where we are grown. A baby needs those nine months of darkness to grow and develop, or a seed knows the darkness of the earth in order to become this great, beautiful flower A caterpillar could never become a butterfly without those dark moments inside a cocoon. And these seasons of darkness are not easy for us, but when we embrace them, when we embrace those moments, we find ourselves learning something about who we are and who God is in our lives, and new things will be born in us new things that we might have never imagined, new insights emerged, new relationships formed, new understandings of God discovered. It will likely not be as you had planned or what you had expected. It certainly won't be perfect and super easy all the time, but there will be goodness there and blessing. I think we need Nicodemus and this story because we tend to avoid those places of uncertainty and not knowing. We like to pretend that we have it all figured out. We have every turn figured out, every turn known. And so we find ourselves all these different ways to avoid the darkness. We turn on all the lights or we use every screen we possibly can, scrolling or streaming our way out of whatever darkness we can find. Whatever those things are that numb us to the realities or blind us to the realities around us. But when we do this, we cut ourselves off from those often uncomfortable and sometimes painful places where the growing happens. And those things that we do that try to distract us or pull us away, they don't make the uncertainty disappear. They just make us miss out on the gestation on the quiet and growth-given, womb-like time that Jesus gives to us where we come to know God and where God does some of God's finest work. God doesn't just leave us in the dark. God ends that confusing conversation with Nicodemus, this conversation full of wordplay and uncertainty and questions with this one sentence that is familiar to so many of us, that is tattooed on many arms and in every end zone at football games and many of us have memorized. For God so loved this world that God gave his only son that everyone who believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God so loved this world, so loves you, that God gave us Jesus, not for condemnation but for life. And so when we have questions and uncertainties, when life is terrifyingly dark, 
We can cling to this truth and hold on to this promise, relax into the goodness of it, like a North Star or an umbilical cord or a flashlight. We are loved. And God's great dream, God's purpose, God's desire for us, for this whole world is to know life, abundant life, now and forever life. Like camping, sometimes that darkness can be scary, but it can also be the very best of places. And we can be like that kid in our own dark places and trust that we are not alone in those times of uncertainty and unknowing. We are not alone. And not only is God a faithful, ever-present companion, but like a laboring mother, God will hold us in those dark places and bring us to new life, new hope, new possibilities. For God so loved this world. Amen. you
Now we turn to God in prayer, saying those words Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And receive now this blessing. The embrace of God, our Creator, be your comfort and peace. The words of Jesus' wisdom and truth be your insight and hope. The power of the Spirit, like a gentle wind, be your courage and strength. God, our three-in-one, bless you and keep you in the darkness and in the light in every moment of your every day. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.